What's up, everybody? Before we jump into this week's episode, just wanted to take a moment to say that we appreciate each and every listen that we received thus far. You guys are amazing. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Furthermore, if you guys have any questions about any episode or any topic suggestions or would like to give us a review, feel free to reach out to us at dearsomeyall at gmail.com, just like the name of the podcast. Also, please feel free to follow us on Facebook at Dear Some of Y'all or on Instagram also at Dear Some of Y'all. We appreciate your support and this wouldn't be what it is without you. You know, uh, busy as usual. I feel that. <clears throat> so, how was your week so far? How was your Sunday? You know, those kids are getting ready to start school next week, next Tuesday. So, this week was uh, orientation. And then we had in-service yesterday. I had special needs training today. Um, so, it's been a week. I've been outside since nine this morning because we had to do different stuff on the bus to be certified so we had to work with wheelchairs and star seats and harnesses and i know none of these things are terms that you would even know i get except it. for the wheelchair <laughs> <laughs> like what's a star seat Is that, isn't that just a car seat it's not because we're not allowed to transport car seats at any rate i didn't know that yeah no nah, not on the bus you can't i mean yeah it's just more safety but uh no nah, it makes it much more difficult to drive <laughs> um, if you're in a car seat, yeah, star seat is more like a um, <clears throat> the uh, booster seat. Oh, okay, That's more, I get what you're talking about. It's closer to what a star seat is. But at any rate, the point I'm making is it's been a long day. It's been a long <laughs> week. I am very glad to be off tomorrow and the weekend, and try to get some rest and relaxation in before Monday or before Tuesday comes. Makes sense. Makes sense. Well, um, I didn't have to do nothing today. I was off. <laughs> oh, way to rub it in. Yeah, you know. I mean, I was off, but I wasn't off because I still had a photo shoot today. So that's like my other job that I do all the time, every day, it feels like. But nah, my week was good. Um, I didn't really have too many eventful things. Just uh, photo shoots, uh, going to Florida soon, like I had said. Uh, Going to see my parents and stuff. We had a few passings in the family over the course of like seven months. Yeah. So going there for about 
couple days. Spend time with family. Have fun. Be great. That's what's up. But yeah, um, I got a whole bunch of uh, comments and feedbacks from that last uh, super deep episode. <laughs> uh, yeah, I didn't even know it was going to go like that. But I got a lot of like you know good feedbacks and people were saying they love it. People were texting me their um, thing, like giving me good feedback and texting me, hey, I subscribe. I'm like, ah, oh, that's what's up. But... <clears throat> All right, we got y'all two topics again today. This is our new thing. It's not just one long topic because that's how I spiral, personally. <laughs> Start on one topic, and the next thing you know, we're 45 minutes in, and I'm like, all right, bye. But no, nah, we got y'all two topics today. So the first topic is just because we start, oh, my fault, just because we stopped being friends doesn't mean you gained an enemy. I still want to see you succeed. First thing I have to say is, why do we have to be enemies if we're not friends? Or if we once was friends. Are you asking me? Yeah. Uh, we don't have to be. I think that it has become... Um, uh, not cliche. That's not the word I'm looking for. Um, popular, I guess, for lack of the word that I'm actually thinking about. To be frenemies. <laughs> I ain't got time for that. Uh, so like I'm not like we not beefing, but we not really cool. So like I still don't like you. I still don't like you. Yeah. But I'm gonna act like I like you for the sake of for the sake of the look. Yeah. No. And I think that um, sometimes people go through pockets where if it's a good look to stand next to you. I'm going to stand next to you until that's not a good look no more. That makes sense. It's dumb, but it makes sense. Right. Like so, the, the mind, not what you're saying is, but the mindset of people that think like that is, is dumb to me. Well, it's really more of a opportunistic mindset for me anyway. No, I get that. Because, well, this person in my eyes anyway may give me a better look. By standing next to him, so you served your time, <laughs> but we going This is where we part ways because I got a better opportunity to get where I'm trying to go if I'm standing next to whoever the person. Whoever. Is. Yeah, that mm, that makes sense. I guess for me it's a different. Like I don't have time to fake and be next to somebody if I don't like them. Like if I genuinely don't like you and we talk, you you would probably know it already because at that point I, we have nothing to we have nothing to discuss. And and even even with that being said, you still didn't get, gain an enemy. I just don't talk to you. Like I recently I have um, we we talked about it, and I said I had to clear the conversation with that person, and they was like, yeah, go ahead and talk about it, but that relationship between that them two people that was in a relationship ended. And the person that did the dirt, we no longer are cool. Like, I don't talk to him. Don't have him on no social media, none of that. Like, we just don't talk. I, he deleted me off everything. I was like, whatever. But at that same concept, if he was to text me tomorrow and be like, hey, man, I won a million dollars. I'm going to say congratulations. I'm happy for you and yours. Like, that's a good thing, man. I hope you do. I hope you be great. I'm not going to be like, yo, what you texting me for? Or I'm not going to be like, oh, well, let me get some. 
going to be genuinely happy. We still don't have to talk. That don't mean that we're not friends. I, I don't want to conversate with you like that on that, con- that particular level because to me that's being a friend of me. Like, yeah, man, how you doing? What's going on? I ain't going to lie. If we ain't friends, I don't need to know all of that. If you tell me you're good, you're good. That's the end of the conversation. But let me see. Actually, we kind of covered this one already. Uh, is it such thing as being happy uh, for you and not being friends? Is it such thing as that? Well, let's, let's back up same. just a second to the first question. Because it said, why do we have to be enemies because we're not friends? And I am... Well, the, the initial topic, just because we stop being friends doesn't mean you're gaining an enemy. So this is saying that at one point... Because I think there are two separate things at play so there's there's when you just don't rock with somebody from jump but what we're talking about is we were at one point we were friends for whatever reason the friendship has dissipated but that doesn't mean we have to now be enemies because we're not friends and i think those are two different things so yeah if we're dealing with the second one the actual topic that we're talking about then I think that just to add to the first question, why do we have to be enemies because we're not friends? Mm-hmm. I think sometimes it depends on the situation. It depends on why we're not friends anymore. Because if there was a betrayal of some sort or, you know, a level of disrespect that is, you know what I mean? Like so there's right. So there's levels, I think. And that doesn't still that doesn't mean we have to be enemies, but I could understand someone being a friend and becoming an enemy depending on why depending the friendship on ended. What it, no, that makes sense because like with that person, um, we stopped being cool because of a betrayal. Like you did something that I told you years ago not to do. And it still happened. And then it's like, you disappeared and then come back on the scene. Hey, bro, what's up? I'm not your brother. My name is Caleb. Your name is your name. What's up? How you doing? And it's like, you still ain't gaining an enemy, but you ain't finna hit me up like everything is cool and copacetic because we're not cool no more. I don't know which part of that you missed, but we're not cool no more. So, yeah. <laughs> you not, But you still ain't gaining an enemy in, this, in that same sense because I'm not finna... I'm not going to just randomly just go off on you or, like, just bash you on the internet. For one, I've never been that type of person. But for two, it makes sense. Like, I can understand two parts of it. It all depends on, like, the level of betrayal because I've been betrayed by uh, some, not even that. Like, when I was, like, in, like, high school, me and a dude was, like, that was, like, one of my, like, closest people to me before my best, before I met my best friend when I was younger, right? Me and him was like thick as thieves. Like, if you seen him, you seen me. If you seen me, you seen him. We was always together. And it, he, um, our friendship ended over a girl. I got lied on because he was trying to get at the girl. And he was in my face every day. And then next thing you know, I, I mean, and it's funny because saying this now sounds hilarious. They showed me the text messages. Mind you now. Our phones wasn't out yet. Right. But they showed the girls like, yeah, this is what he said about you. 
Word. So I let it play out, addressed it. And I, let me see. That was like before I even joined the army. So this was like 2009, 2008, somewhere around there. But I think it's after I graduated. So me and him didn't start back being cool until almost um, dang, it's been a minute. Like I think I first, me and him first started like actually talking a little bit, like probably like right before or right after me and Maya got married. Gotcha. But the but the friendship is not the same. But at that same concept, like he completely uh, betrayed me, like because of, of everything that was said. Like you you lied on me for one. Then you lied to my face for one. Then you said things about me that wasn't true, all to gain something, right? right? So it took me a long time to forgive that. But even through all of that, people ask about dude. Hey, man, how you doing? I, I don't really know. Oh, y'all ain't cool no more? No. Oh, man. So blah, blah, blah. I'm like, yeah, that's good for him. That's what's up. Oh, well, he did this. Hey, man, that's what's up. Want me to tell him you said good job? No. He don't have to know that I know that, but at that same concept, I'm, I'm, even though we not cool and he did me dirty, I ain't finna wish ill will on this person because that's not an enemy. Like, we ain't in no Avengers. Like, <laughs> <laughs> he ain't no big bad enemy for me, bro. Right. It just, we just don't rock like that no more. And I think that uh, we, well, first, I firmly believe that once someone, and of course, it, again, it, it all depends on the level of the betrayal right yeah but once someone like violates your trust they'll never have it again completely like because there's people i i I get i i would assume this for you but you can correct me if i'm wrong but they're definitely for me you probably there are people in my life who i trust without question it's not a lot of them but there's enough of them and i trust without question but if that trust was ever broken, they would never have it again completely. Or and that's not to say that I don't forgive them, that we can't still be cool and what have you. But as far as me without question, that's there's questions now. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm the same way. Like, um, I think Maya said this. Maya was like, she's told people, if... if if you've lost my trust or you've done something negative towards me, you've lost me as a person. Some people don't, like, when I say that, people are like, what do you mean? I've heard, like, no, like, listen, you've, you've completely lost me as a person. It's not no, oh, you did me completely dirty and you crossed these boundaries and now you texting me or hit me up talking about, hey, bro, it's like, um, what you talking to me for? Oh, well, I just wanted to apologize. I thought I, I apologized. I thought we was good. You did apologize. I accept it. That don't mean it was cool. Because I trusted you with everything. Or I trusted you with this. And I trusted you with that. Like, without question, I could go to somebody and say, that person has my back. I can't do that no more, so now I look stupid. And I think that people have a misrepresentation of what an enemy is. An enemy... Is someone who who opposes you, right? Mm-hmm. And opposes you in a way that if they could administer harm to you, they would. Because they don't value you. They don't value your life. They don't value your, your gifts, your talents. 
your peace, none of that. To me, anyway, that's what it what it what makes someone an enemy. No, that makes sense. And so I think sometimes we. So let me let me use this uh, analogy. When you were growing up, did you have like a favorite shirt or a favorite pair of pants or something like that when you were younger? Yeah. Okay. So now you can't fit that shirt or that those pair of pants, right? Because mm -hmm. you outgrew it. A lot. Right? So you wouldn't try to force yourself into something that you can't fit. Correct? Correct. So much in the same way, that's how I view friendships. They're what once fit, what once worked, we just outgrew. Whether it was one of us, both of us. But that doesn't mean there has to be beef. That doesn't mean anybody was wrong. It doesn't mean that now we got to hate each other because what the space that we were in, one or both of us are no longer in this space that's conducive to the continuation of the friendship. All right, big words. But that doesn't make... <laughs> but that doesn't have to make us enemies. At all. And that's my biggest issue is... I don't, like you said, I don't think people understand, like, what an enemy is. If you want to know an enemy, go watch a Marvel movie. I'm, I'm, like, like, dead serious. Because I don't think, like, go watch any cartoon with, like, an enemy or a villain. And what's funny is some of those cartoons, the enemy and the person that's, and whoever they hate actually end up having to work together on one thing. And then they'd be like, I still hate you. Right. Funny, right? But at that same, like, so... I can go on and on in days and days about like the fact that we don't have to be friends for us to coexist. Like, coexist. Exactly. Like it doesn't make sense. Is that the word you was thinking about earlier? No, oh, but okay. I'm, I'm okay. a. But that's a good word though. Um, it also to me, when you can't wish someone well, even though you aren't friends anymore. It says more about you than it does them. If you're the type of friend that once the friendship is over for whatever the reason, now you exposing secrets and you sharing things that were told to you in confidence, then that really says more about you than it does. It says more about your character. Like I have a, a handful of people that me and them used to be thick as thieves. And then I have a closet bedroom House full of secrets. Guess what those secrets are at? Still there. Nobody knows about them. It's secrets to this day that people ask me about it. I'll be like, I don't know what you're talking about. What else with you and your old friend? I know. So you ain't gonna tell me? For what? It's none of your business. That was between me and them. But y'all ain't friends no more. And I promise this person I'm gonna uphold my word. I don't care if we're not friends no more. I don't care if I hate you. Me and you could have just got in a fight and said, I'll never talk to you to the day I die. I'm still not going to leak your secrets because those was your secrets that you told me in confidence when we was that close of a friendship. So if I go off and blabber off at the mouth and tell people the secrets that you told me with uh, full confidence that I wouldn't tell nobody, then my character is broken because now I can't hold a secret no matter what it is. That's just to me. But then on that same level, it's I didn't keep my word. Right. After the friendship ended. I gave you a promise that I wouldn't tell nobody and I didn't keep it. That's the part for me. And you are really 
defining what type of friend you are. Mm-hmm. So speaking to what we talked about a couple episodes back, how can you expect someone else or hold someone else to a standard that you don't hold yourself to? <laughs> So now I'm mad and I'm betrayed, I'm whatever. So now I'm about to lay you bare out in the streets. Everybody gonna know what you did and who you did it with or what you said about whomever because we don't rock no more. Well, what I don't think people understand is that when you do that, for the people that don't know nothing about the situation, even for the ones that do, we looking at you side eye Because the other person ain't talking. You running your mouth. Yep, yep, yep. So we looking at you like, Oh, I ain't gonna ever tell him or her nothing. Because now it makes you look even worse of a person because now you look bitter, you look angry, you look like, oh, if me and this person stop being cool, I, I can't trust them with nothing. Because just like, me, if me and you, I told you to, if you told me the deepest, darkest secret in the world, and next week we are no longer cool. If somebody comes up to me and say, I know that they told you about this, I'm going to look them dead in the face and say, I have no idea what you're talking about. Are you lying to me? Yep. So you're not going to tell me? No. Nope. You and that person not cool. What does that pertain to you for? Well, y'all not cool no more. That means you can say whatever you want to say. I, actually, you're 150% correct. I can say whatever I want to. And what I choose to say is not what you're asking me to. Because now... Like you said, if I go off and say, this person said, this, per- this is this person's secret, now everybody else is going to say, where did you get that information from? Oh, I got it from Caleb. Now, whoever, now me and you have even more reasons not to be cool. And because life happens and we, we, we don't ever know for certain where life will take us and where, or where we will find ourselves in life, there could be a possibility for reconciliation at some point that is now destroyed because of betrayal, even though it was after the friendship was over. And I think that we oftentimes have such a struggle with letting things play themselves out and let letting seasons expire or change because we feel like it's a reflection of us as, or a reflection of who we are. And I am, one of the models in life I have is that I am more than willing to accept whatever the resolution is mm-hmm. to a friendship, relationship, whatever, when I know in my heart that I did everything I could do to be the best I could be in that whatever type of ship it is. Relationship, family, friendship, what have you. If I can walk away He's knowing- saying ship, y'all? Yeah, ship. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if I can walk away knowing, or get walked away from knowing that I did all that I could do, and then being self-aware enough to understand that I made mistakes and I probably contributed to whatever the fallout was, yeah. but that I did my best to try to resolve it, then I'm good. Whatever, however the chips fall, I'm good. Where, so, wherever it falls at. For me, this is the last note I had on this topic, 
So hopefully this will encourage somebody. And y'all can take this, do what you will with it. Um, just if you quote me on social media, make sure you tag me and cite your source. Please do. Uh, but do you do it well, but just do it from over there. That's how I feel. We don't got to be next to each other. We don't have to be enemies. We don't have to beef. I'm going to do me over here. As long as you do you over there. That's it. I, I'm, do I, you I see, I do you it well, there. but do it from over there. Look, I see you over there being good. No, don't come talk to me. All right. So I guess the next, uh, <clears throat> next topic is the importance of, of self-reflection and discovery in relationships. I'm going to let you go first on this one. You know, uh, I'm going to let you read that, though. Okay. What is self-reflection and discovery? So We have two definitions. Self-reflection is defined as meditation or serious thought about one's character, actions, and motives. It is a noun. Okay. Discovery, which is also <laughs> a noun. Two definitions. One, the action or process of discovering or being discovered. And two, the compulsory disclosure by a party to an action or relevant documents referred to by the other party. The floor is yours. All right. So we have our definition. Um, the reason I uh, put the definitions out is because I know how I think, and um, I'm hoping that some other people is like me. Like when I see self-reflection, my brain be like, what is that? So now we have the definition, which is, um, <clears throat> for me, self-reflection is thinking about all of the things that I've done, whether good or the bad, and examining it. Because I'm an overthinker, but I'm also somebody that likes puzzles, and I like to figure out how I can go differently about things. So when I self-reflect, it'll be like, like let's say I self-reflect and I had $100, right? And by on a Monday and by Tuesday, that $100 is gone. I self-reflect on it and be like, how could I extend that? Or how could I have done better at that? Or something in that nature. Discovery is... is um, discovery is a tricky one for me. I guess it's like when you discover yourself or discover yourself inside of a relationship, I would say. Because you're not, you're a different person from when you're single. Because all of the things you used to do when you were single, depending on what they was and depending on who you're with, you can't do them no more. Or it's not even that you can't do them no more. You might not feel the need to, so now you have to rediscover who you are in, inside of a relationship with a person. So you getting ahead of us, but okay. Hey, it happens. <laughs> <laughs> but now I gotta hear yours. So self-reflection for me is okay, so I'm gonna twist it just a little bit, okay? So I I reflect so that I can become more self-aware. That makes sense. So I look back, like to your point, I look back on things that worked, things that didn't work, things that were, you know, what they were, but maybe I wanted a different outcome. Mm -hmm. But then figuring out or pinpointing 
what my role in that outcome was and whether or not I could have tweaked something to manipulate the outcome that I wanted versus the outcome that I got. But that reflection then allows me to be more aware of how I operate and how I navigate situations or how I navigate people. Uh, one of the things that I know about myself is if you, if we're in a room and whether, it doesn't even matter if I know the people in the room or not, I have a, a face that is not necessarily welcoming. Like I'm not one of those people that are smiling at everybody and you know. So you got and a not, nigga face? Yeah, there you go. Mm -hmm. So it's not that I'm upset or I don't want to be there or anything like that. But I'm I'm very observant. And so I'm I'm probably surveying the room, trying to see who's where, you know, and with whom and what have you. I'll be looking for the exits. And and that too. And so but because I know that, depending on the space I'm in, I try to be aware of that. Mm -hmm. So like I can't do that. I mean, I could, but I shouldn't do that while I'm driving the bus because the kids, the bus driver is the first person the kids see and the last person that they see at the end of the day. So if they come on the bus and I'm and they're cheery, oh, good morning, Mr. Chris, and I'm just looking at them, <laughs> or if I open the door before, you know, COVID and you had to wear a mask and stuff and I just look out the door. I don't smile. I don't say good morning or anything. I don't know how that may affect the rest of their day because I also don't know what they came out the house having to deal with. So because I'm aware of how my face can look, I try to, okay, remember, <laughs> this is a space where you have to be a little bit more that. extroverted than introverted. I need to start doing that because I'll be, yeah, my resting face be... What? And I don't be trying to fix it. And, I need to fix that. And I'm also, <laughs> uh, by nature, very sarcastic. <laughs> and so, and it, and it started actually when I was younger. It was a defense mechanism. Yeah, I can see that. And so now I have to be mindful because I, I, you can't, everybody doesn't know I'm joking. <laughs> or I'm being sarcastic. You know what I mean? No. And, yeah. so, and my kids actually have to remind me of this all the time, especially through text. Cause I'm I'm more of the like dry humor. I don't really do a lot of LOLs and crying emojis and all that stuff. Purposely, I'm just because <laughs> I'm petty like that. So I try to I sometimes depending on the level of the relationship, I like to make people uncomfortable. Or depending on who is reading it. <laughs> right. Yeah. We I like talking to, about this. Yeah. I like to it's make a people comment. I like make I like to make people wonder. Like, is he? Is he really? Saying? Like, but those that you know know me more intimately. They know when I'm joking and I'll when I'm being serious. Hard on some of your comments because I'll be like, if they only knew. <laughs> so yeah, my kids actually, um, they remind me even now, and they know me well. But they're like, because I'll have to be like, yeah, I was only joking. They're like, well, pops, you didn't sound like <laughs> you were joking. <laughs> you sounded like you were upset. So that's what I mean when I say. I reflect so that I can become more self-aware. What's discovering? Um, along those same lines, I think as you as you get older, as you navigate <laughs> different spaces, as you have different life experiences, that you discover more about yourself. You discover um, 
your threshold. Like what what you can handle, what you would rather not handle, even if you could handle mm -hmm. it. Yeah. And then what stuff you can't handle. Like and not like could never, but just like in that moment, like you have to take it has to be a process because some stuff happens and we can just bounce right back or do whatever. And then other stuff is like like you were just saying at the beginning of the episode, you've had a ton of death in the last seven, eight months. We've had a ton of death in the last year, couple years, actually. And I'm not a person that deals with death well at all. At all. Like, what happens for me is I go into overdrive. Like, I already, like, work too hard. I start and again, I'm, 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 I have discovered that. And I'm becoming more self-aware about that. And so I'm trying to be better. But when death happens, I, I go into overdrive. I try to keep myself busy so that I don't have to deal with the emotion of it. And I'm also trying to be better about that, which is why... Like we were talking about last episode, I need to get in therapy. But but it's true because like for me, I um I don't know how to say this word, so y'all bear with me. Um, compart compartmentalize. There we go. Compartmentalize things a lot. Like um like my uncle passed, and I broke down at church. If I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have cried until I got to Florida by myself with nobody around. Right. Because I don't know how to deal with that. Because last time I dealt with death was my grandfather. Before my grandmother was my grandfather. Yeah. All right. So this, this, this next part is kind of, I guess it, this one might just take up the rest of the episode because it's, it's interesting to me. Because I've seen it before. Like, why is being your own person inside a relationship an issue for some people? Like... I understand that we have, like, people change, right? I understand inside a relationship, you are to change, right? But why do, if I was A, B, and C when you met me, why do I have to throw A, B, and C away, if that makes sense? So for me, it's like, it's not an issue if, if I get with you. If, I'm, if, if me and somebody has gotten together and I'm telling you, you have to change everything about you. Because I want you to be the person that I want you to be. You can't be your own person. To me, that's, that's considered controlling and stupid. I don't know how it is for you. What you think? I was looking for something I had posted um, a while back in relation to this. And it said, uh, don't overestimate your value and or position with people. You're breaking your own heart. And what I Ooh. mean is... Sometimes we overvalue ourselves <laughs> like they would never when in fact some of them and some of y'all are just waiting for an opportunity to like to leave to run away or circumstances whatever they are exactly what you thought they never <clears throat> would do mm -hmm. is absolutely what they did. I had a, a quote a while back and it said, sometimes people will become everything you thought they'd never be. And that could be good or bad, right? Because there's people that you maybe didn't have high hopes for that blossomed <laughs> into someone magnificent. And then somebody that you had high hopes for that just crashed and burned. Exactly. So I think that it is a very important to remain 
true to yourself in whatever the relationship is, whether it's a friendship, a marriage, um, a dating relationship, any of those things. It's super important to be true to yourself because if if nothing about you is ever good enough and they're always requiring you to change who you are, not change habits or tendencies um, or whatever you want to put there. Not talking about that. Meaning if I am constantly pushing you to change who you are at your core, then I don't really love you. That, but it is. I love the idea of who I want you to be, but I don't love who you are at your core. Like who I'm, who I'm looking at. I love the exterior, but not the interior. No, not even that. That's not what I mean. I agree, but what I'm saying is, who I'm looking at is not who I want to love. I get okay, yeah. I get that part because you're trying to change somebody's whole entire person. Like, if you was brought up in the South, I don't want you to be a Southerner no more. I want you to be somebody from the West Coast. Is it something like that? Right. So, that that makes sense because it's a difference between changing somebody's, like, if you have a habit of every time you come in the house, you kick your shoes off and leave your socks everywhere, but you do all of the house chores when you get home and you cook and you're always loving and you and that you asking the person, hey, can you stop doing that one thing that you do before you come in the house because I try to keep the house clean? You're not changing the whole entire person. You're changing... And it's not, you're changing one of their habits rather than, I don't even know how to say the next part. Rather than you trying to tell somebody what they was brought up on is incorrect. That who you are is not good enough for me. Exactly. That's essentially what you are telling them when you're trying to change who they are as a person. What you're saying is that who you are is not good enough for me, so I need you to change so that I'll be happy. Yeah. Because you're not doing what I want you to do. So until you do what I want you to do and what I'm asking for you to do to help me be happy, I don't think you're good enough for me. So you need to change. And this ties back into last week's topic about uh, self-worth. Because if we don't have a, if we don't value ourselves enough, then we'll change as many times as they're asking. Whatever that, like I said, this is not just talking about romantic relationships. This is talking about any type of relationship. But I think that we romanticize the uh, connectivity of relationships. So, you know, you meet somebody and you don't really know them, but they're your BFF. (laughs) Or you meet somebody, y'all got a lot of stuff in common, y'all vibe well, now we in love. And I think that because because we romanticize those type of unions, we don't really <clears throat> logically and rationally think about what we are actually committing ourselves to. No, that makes that, that makes perfect sense. Because then you end up getting yourself into something and then now, years down the road, let's say you and that person that you was romanticizing with get married and then it's like, a year later, you, you're not the person that I fell in love with. No, in reality, you didn't fall in love with the person that you thought you was falling in love with. You seen one aspect of it, and now, oh, I'm in love with you. But you didn't actually get to know the person, and now you're trying to change them to be the person that you thought that they were supposed to be because that's what you was envisioning a perfect person was for you. So I don't know if you, I don't know how you feel about 
uh, Tyler Perry. But oh, that's my guy. In one of the more recent plays, uh, he was obviously playing Medea, but he said, "You get married over the course of let's say like a twenty-year marriage, right? You get married probably three or four times over." With the same person, mm-hmm. because who you were, who y'all were twenty years ago, isn't who you are twenty years later. Whether that's intentional or not, so you're not the same at five years. You're not the same at ten years, and so you have to. Marriage is one of those things where you have to recommit yourself to that person and to yourself. And this is why people will say, "Well, I I don't know who I am anymore with you." Well, that to me says, well, it could say a myriad of things. Yeah. But if you have lost who you are, then I wonder if you ever really knew. That's a deeper topic that a lot of people need to go into because that's also another part of discovery. Because then you get into a relationship and find out that you've lost yourself in this person. But then you have to go back and be like, but who am I? Right. Because once you discover who you are as a person, can't nobody change you. Because I've, I mean, to be, for me, I've known who I was since I was like 12 years old. And the core of me hasn't changed. I've just built upon it and let go of things and stuff like that. But I've always been the same person. If I don't like you, I don't like you. If I like you, I like you. If I don't want to talk to you, I don't want to talk to you. But I'm going to love you as much as I can if you're my person. And then you can, you can adapt or change as needed. So let's say you're building a house. You have the foundation, right? Mm-hmm. And then you have the house initially the way that you want it because you're building it yeah and so you have the house the way that you want it right yeah but then you're living in the house so things start happening life start changing so you might want to add on to the house because something that wasn't there when you built it or desire that you didn't have when you built it you now have and so now i'm going to add on to the house and it's the same way like who we are in the initial stages May not in the and what we want, what we desire, what our goals are, as we evolve, going back to earlier with the self reflection and the discovery, yeah, as those things evolve, we evolve, and so it's and it's okay for those things to change, you just have to be able to be aligned with somebody that wants to navigate those changes with you. Let me say one more thing, and I'm gonna throw it back to you. No, you good, um. Everyone you align yourself with should see you, even if they don't always understand what they're seeing. Because you're evolving. Everyone you align yourself with, whether that's family, friends, wife, husband, whoever, boyfriend, girlfriend, everyone you align yourself with should see you, even if they don't always understand what or who they're seeing. Because we're ever changing, we're ever evolving. And so how I may think about something today may not be how I think about it a week from now, a month from now, a year from now. Because something may have changed to broaden my perspective. Because I can only, not me personally, but I think that typically people can't necessarily see past their own perspective. So I'm going to assume that you would do what I would do in this situation because I, I can't see past mm-hmm. my own 
perspective. And my perspective is based on my experience. And your experience might be different, so you may have a different perspective. And if I don't, if I don't allow myself to embrace those differences, then I'm always going to assume that you would do what I would do. That makes sense. Because... <clears throat> Because when you go like based off of perception, like that's that's for me that's like the same. Uh, I can't even think of the word now, but experience. You base every. I base a lot of stuff that I went through. A lot of stuff that I would like whatever it is. I base it off of my experience. So if somebody say, "Hey, let's go do this," I don't know if I really want to do it. Why? It's fun. You're boring. I'm not boring. But my experience of going to that particular place was a bad experience. So I'm nervous about going to do whatever you're telling me to do or about this, that, and the third. Like for me, um, I love consistency, right? So when something becomes inconsistent, I get annoyed. But I'm also okay with change as long as I know that change is coming. And for some, sometimes it's hard for some people to say and sometimes it's hard for it to be like a thing. But that's one of my biggest things that I've been trying to like discover about myself is why is it that Actually, it's not even why is it, because I know why. Like, for me, one thing that was always consistent growing up was I knew where I was going to sleep at because I could go to my, my room because I had that same entire room my whole entire life. So whenever I got irritated, I could ask my mama, can I go to my room and chill? She'd be like, yes. So that was my consistency. But I also knew, like, what my mama was, knew who she was. She showed me who she was when I was a kid. I ain't, We'll talk about that after the episode. Right. But, and not to say that my mama was a total person. My mama is an amazing person. But she, but it goes into the same thing as when you show somebody who you are. She showed me who she was when I was a kid. And ever since then, the core of my mama has never changed. Things have dropped off. Things have gotten better. And I don't see, and nothing has gotten worse. But my mom, my mama, from when I was 10 years old, and now that I'm 30, is two completely and utterly different people. Because she discovered more and she self-reflected to me on the phone before about things that she did in the past. So for me, that relationship between me and my mama got better because I literally heard the whole entire plot of this is what I did. Don't do this to your kid. Or I discovered this about myself and I have discovered that it didn't affect you properly. I'm glad that you've told me about this because of that discovery. So for me, like if me and somebody is friends, like, and let's say me and you in a conversation and you say something and I know that it's a joke, but I'm like, I ain't like that. I didn't know that I didn't like that until you said that. I just discovered something about a friendship that I didn't know about. And I will be like, hey, um, I have a self, uh, I want to tell you something. I understand that this was your experience, but this was my experience. And I didn't like that particular thing, which I'm not holding it against you because you didn't know. But this is from my perception, which is also the same thing as when you see somebody else's perception, you can't always assume that everybody knows exactly what you're thinking. You wouldn't know that what you said hurt my feelings until I tell you that it hurt your feelings. So I'm not expecting you to be like feeling the same type of feelings that I'm feeling because you didn't even know about it. Right. So watch this because I was reading the question again. And this thought came to mind. Hopefully we have time to tackle it before we do. we're done. So in that same vein, because you said, I won't know if something offended you unless you tell me, especially if you act like everything's good. Right. Mm -hmm. So 
I also feel like in ships (laughs) 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 that if we pretend to be someone we're not in order to acquire or to get on that ship, so friendship, relationship, whatever, Mm -hmm. then we cannot hold the other person accountable for the lie that we presented at at the docking bay, right? So if I'm portraying myself to be something that I'm not and you believe me, I can't be like, well, I just, I don't know who I am anymore. I can't be myself in this relationship. You weren't just, I wasn't myself from the beginning because I was telling you a lie from jump. So what happens when somebody shows their self to you? See, I think that's different. I think somebody oh. showing you who they are during the course of that time is different from somebody intentionally being something or trying to portray someone that they're not in order to get your attention. I mean, we see it like just a really, a really um, very vanilla uh, example. So the guy who acts like I got all this money but in reality you know the car's rented <laughs> the, the jewelry's rented like you know I know kind of what we see in the videos well when they were making videos before uh, you know that when we were kids man we didn't know that that wasn't uh that wasn't Diddy's totally. yacht we didn't know that wasn't just <laughs> sitting out burning willies off in the right. middle of the street we didn't, we didn't know we didn't know none of that cause you a rapper you you know you're so we see you everywhere. So we assume that that's the lifestyle you really live in, right? And so I think that it becomes hard for people to be their own person because they lied about who that person was. Have you ever heard of a movie on Netflix called Mr. Right? Who plays in it? Cuz the the it's this movie right here. I don't I don't know the actors. Um, it's that guy right there. Um, I can't think of his name, but uh, I think it's Sam Rockwell. Okay. And Anna Kendrick. So the whole movie, he's a uh, he's basically a uh, hitman, right? Mm-hmm. So when they got in a relationship, when they started talking, he told her this: "I'm a hitman. This is what I do." Later down the movie, she ends up finding out from somebody else he's a hitman. This is what he does. He goes in there and he sees her. And she was like, you've been lying to me this whole uh, relationship. He was like, no, I haven't. I told you exactly who I was from the start. She was like, oh, wait, yeah, you, you did. So that is kind of on me. So what right. happens? So it's funny to me because some people be like, I told you exactly who I was. No, you didn't. Yes, I did. I told you this is what I want and this is what I don't want. Well, you showed me this, but I told you who I was. And just so happened another part of me still did this. So now you're upset because I'm being the person that I said I was going to be and you caught feelings. And we catch those feelings because in our mind, we can change that. Going back to what we were talking about earlier. So I told you who I was. And instead of you believing me, what you said was, okay, I hear you, but I can change that. I can work on that. I can fix it. That's my biggest issue. And then you call yourself upset and betrayed when I, I was exactly who I said that I was? I told you I was going to be this person. 
I'm this person. And you're still upset. Make it make sense. In this week's episode of Things That Are Asinine. (laughs) (laughs) But um, I think that's what we're going to wrap it up because we will go on for another 45 minutes. Y'all don't want that. Um, y'all, y'all really don't. But today, y'all, we went over a little bit of everything. Um, again, just because we're not friends, please believe that we're not enemies. If we was once friends, please, please do you. Do it well. Just don't do it by me. Do it over there. Please. And it is important to self-reflect in relationships because when you self-reflect, you can end up finding out things. You can actually, when you self-reflect, you can discover things about yourself that you didn't necessarily realize that you did, realize that you do, realize that's good for you or bad for you because self-reflection is important for growth to me. Um, if, if I didn't self-reflect on where I was when I first became a photographer, um, for me, I would be like, oh, I'm just okay. Because I went back and I looked at my photography and I was, a lot of people was going to be like, no, you wasn't. But to me, I was trash because I wasn't where I dreamed of myself would be. And then I discovered that me thinking I was trash, I was actually better than most people thought, I, better than I thought I could ever be. And I ended up being phenomenal at it. Yes, I'm bragging on myself, Maya. So... Y'all might not hear this on air again because I don't brag on myself. But if you ever want to look at my pictures, it's Ewing's photography underscore that is on Instagram. You better plug your business, sir. Uh, so I'm let y'all get out of here. This week's salutation, if you don't know what that means, look it up. But this week's salutation, or in layman's terms, keyword, <laughs> is... What about your friends? What about your friends? Hey, that's my song. I can't play it on here because we don't got the rights. <laughs> <laughs> um, is it a church song to say what about your friends? Let's not start that. It ain't no church song. Oh, all right, I just trying to invite somebody <laughs> to church today. Uh, always. If you want, if you want to, always. You need a home church. Where's the music? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> some more wild topics but just wanted to take another moment to appreciate each and every one of you for listening for sharing for liking for giving us feedback if you want to reach out to us and give us topic suggestions or just want to say what's up because we need sponsors uh hit us at dear some of y'all at gmail.com also feel free to follow us on facebook and Instagram, both at DearSomeOfYall.com. 
and make sure y'all listen and share the episodes because we need sponsors and we can only do that when they can see that we have an audience so we appreciate you keep doing what you're doing keep sending us topics we love y'all